0: For full, important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-Free Listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash newsadfree. That's amazon.com slash newsadfree to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.
1: What is going on, everybody? My name is Cutler Lawler. Welcome back to a very special episode of Hero or Zero. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again, talking one comic book character, as we do every single week. We talk po- we about good points and their bad points. I would generally just give you a bit of a rundown of everything to do with that character. Now, I am normally, as always, joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Shawby, but Shawd is still away this week. So what I've decided to do, on Monday, on Monday we did a bit of a Q&A. Um, thankfully he will be back for mon- next Monday's episode, thank God. But because I have free reign here this week, like I kind of just get to do whatever I want, you know, like I can now talk about characters I actually like, because I don't want to discuss stuff with him. And very, very early listeners of the show will remember the fact that my very first Hero or Zero, I'm pretty sure it's episode two of Hero or Zero. I covered a little character known as Tim Drake, who is the third Robin. Now, what I decided to do this week was, instead of covering a character that maybe we haven't covered, because I kind of like to have Sean's reaction where he's like, shocked at what I'm revealing. Maybe not shocked, you know what I mean, but like, he's learning along with you. Um and I, I like to have that chat of introducing new characters with him. I thought it might be fun because as I said, episode one basically of Hero Zero was Tim Drake. And since then, um I I mean I don't know if it's bragging to say that we have more listeners. Now that we did Dead, because Ben I just literally I think it was just both of our mothers tuned into that episode. It was it was a good one. They, they really enjoyed it. So I got at least two stars on, on iTunes for both of them. Um but what <laughs> um but what I decided to do this week was maybe have a bit of an update. Maybe reintroduce Tim Drake because it's a character I absolutely adore. Um and I just feel like it might be fun this week. We just have a wad off where you can kind of be led into why I like this character. Because there's a whole host of reasons. And more importantly, it's not just because he's a Robin. Um, I know everyone just assumes I like Batman, so I mean Robin. Dick Grayson is my favourite comic book character. I feel like you're seeing a trend. But second up, Tim Drake is my second favourite comic book character. And to be honest, there was a while there... Um, where, like, Dick Grayson is my favourite character because he was kind of, like, the first. Like, when I was growing up, I was like, that guy is really cool. Whereas Tim Drake, I'd say if I looked at it objectively, he would be my favourite character. Um, I don't think it's out of the realms of possibility to say that Tim Drake is the best Robin. Now, that's not to say he's my favourite Robin, but I think he's the best Robin. Um, just in on paper, you put everything down... There's been a whole host of Robins. He's been the best one. Because, I mean, a lot of people will point to, obviously, Dick Grayson. He's the first. But I see him as Nightwing. I think he's better as Nightwing. Um, Jason Todd, we all know. Tim Drake came as the third Robin. And I feel like he, he came in in August 1989. So I just felt like this week we could have a bit of a chat. Why I like this character. What makes him stand out. Why do people like him. Now, there is a bit of thing that he might be a bit underrated, but let's see where it goes. Um, If this is your first time tuning in, I'm not normally here by myself, but you can go to our website right now, here's for hire.ie, and you can find every single other episode we've ever done. Now, we are on all the podcast platforms Spotify, iTunes, all that stuff, but if you want it easy to find, Search engine, I should say. I mean, you could literally search for the very first episode of Tim Drake on there and you will find it. I will preface this by saying the audio might be lesser in quality. <laughs> I think if a podcast starts and their audio is perfect on episode one or two, I'm suspicious of it. What, what were they up to? They definitely have like 57 example episodes before they threw the first one out. We were not that smart. We just started doing them and then we learned on the job. Um, so, yeah. We're, we will be discussing Tim Drake. I'll just kind of go through some of his stories, what kind of stands out to me. Um, Tim Drake is really interesting as a Robin, just due to the fact that he's literally, I would say, the most successful Robin commercially as a comic book character. Um, that is because he had his own individual storyline or series. So he had, like you say, the Babylon Robin stories, you have Detective Comics, they're all releasing... But Tim Drake was the first Robin to just have a comic book called Robin. And that ran from, I think, 1993 to, like, 2009, just before the New 52. Um, and in 2009, then he became Red Robin. So you can actually see, like, that's a hugely popular character. Um, and it, it's interesting because we all know Jason Todd just died, like the va- the fans voted for him to die, that's how popular he was, because it's always very hard following Dick, Dra- or Dick Drake, <laughs> Dick Grayson, but what what Tim had very quickly was they introduced him in a story, and Dick Grayson, the first Robin, accepted him immediately, and that really helped um, readers, because of course you see one of their other Robins immediately accepted, you're like, okay, Let's hear him out. This is even before Batman came on the scene because, it, weirdly, it was more important that Dick Grayson like them rather than Bruce like them because it's Robin. It's not. It's not Batman. So it's like, and Dick Grayson is like a a loved character in his own right. So people are always going to support him. Um. But yeah, like I mean, that comic book run, I I think it's like a hundred and uh, I don't have the exact number, like a hundred eighty issues, something like that, over all those years. Someone do the maths. Um. And. What I love about T- Tim Drake is, they they, say, they call him Timothy Drake <laughs> a lot of things I was reading, but it's Tim Drake. Um, He actually, they introduced his origin to kind of weave in with Dick Grayson and with Jason Todd just along the way. And I think it's great because it really shows, like, he's been living in this world. It kind of makes the world better just because of this origin, once you find it out, find out. Um so Tim Drake, he's the son of Jack and Janet Drake um and he's raised just as a normal child, like he's just absolutely fine, no trauma, no issues, not none of his parents have been killed to lead him to have a vow of vengeance. It's more just he likes he just likes living his normal kid life like it's nothing nothing big, and so he one day he gets taken to the circus, haley circus uh if I was ever heard of that um and A tragic thing happens, Um, he meets Dick Grayson's parents, that's not the tragic thing, I just want to make that clear, I'm assuming they're nice, I don't know, (laughs) they're fictional, Um, but he meets uh, the Flying Graysons, they all have like a photo shoot, and it's all lovely. This is of course the night where Dick Grayson's parents fall to their death, as Tony Zuko cuts the net, or cuts the wire, and they die. So, Tim is in the audience when that happens and I don't know if it's exactly said what age he is but I would assume maybe five four or five around then Um, and so he's a very traumatic thing, obviously to see but it's not until years later that that comes into play because when he's at the circus that night the big push is that Dick Grayson can do this uh, amazing gymnastic, I think it's a quadruple somersault or some some shit, I, I'm not, look, I'm not quite sure, I'm not a gymnast myself, but the point is Dick Grayson can do this, this one move, and he's the only person in the whole world that can do it. So Tim, Tim Drake is nine years old, he's at home, and he's just watching the news, well, I'm assuming he's not watching the news, nobody watches the news at nine, I hope, <laughs> go outside, um, but The news is on the background, his parents are watching it. And he just happens to look up, and it's like um, a video of Batman and Robin Robin apprehending Penguin. And he just kind of looks up, and he sees the Robin, the kid on the screen, do the quadruple somersault. And in his head, he puts it together. And it starts becoming suspicious, because it's immediately put together that, like, well, Dick Grayson's the only person to do this, and... There's that guy looks suspiciously like Dick Grayson, the child, and he's with Batman. And then he does a bit more research and he finds using like his deductive abilities, which we will definitely get into. But he pieces together the truth behind Batman and Robin's identities and basically solves it himself. Now, I want to remind you, he's nine at this point. Um, so he knows from the age of nine who Batman and Robin are. He, he finds out Bruce Wayne has adopted Dick Grayson. I mean, makes sense. Okay, well, if he's adopted Dick Grayson, it must, Bruce Wayne must be Batman, unless Alfred is Batman and Dick Grayson must be Robin. So to him, that kind of shows the level of detective or like his intelligence from the very start. It's, it's right up there with Bruce. And so he watches as he sees Dick Grayson age up And then Robin goes away for a while and he notices this. Like he's constantly watching the news, constantly reading reports of Batman and Robin sightings. Um, And he notices Robin disappears. And then a few months later, a Nightwing character appears. And once again, he figures it out. Okay, well that must be Dick Grayson. He got too old. He became that, that hero. And then he sees a new Robin come in. And it's Jason Todd. And so he follows that story for a while. Then, of course, Jason, he does the old stop breathing. And that really hinders him living. And so um, a crowbar gets involved. It's a whole thing. But basically, Jason, he's not having a great day. And Tim notices this again, because he notices, okay, there's no Robin. Now, he doesn't know he's dead. He's just like, oh, well, the second Robin has disappeared. Maybe he might reappear in a few months as somebody else again. But the, the Robin never reappears. And Tim's like, that's fucking... That's weird, like, that's really strange. So he then does a bit more uh, research and all that stuff and finds out that Bruce Wayne, well, Batman, is getting more and more vicious. He's getting more violent. Every single time there's a story comes out, he's getting more, he's getting darker. And he realises that Batman needs a Robin. And that is Tim's whole driving force. And that's why it's so good. He doesn't see himself as Robin. I want to make that clear, he thinks Batman needs a Robin, and so what he does is, he goes on a quest to basically reunite Batman and Nightwing, because he's like, okay, well Batman is clearly darker, he's sadder, he's grieving, we need to put him with a Robin, so Robin can help him out, the dynamic duo, bring back the basics, all that stuff, so he actually tracks down Dick Grayson, and tries to convince him to come back as Robin, so... This is, that kind of shows Tim's selflessness that he never even thinks of himself. He's just like, well, Dick, you can go back as the Robin, can't you? And obviously Dick Grayson's like, I don't want to go back as Robin. I am a, I'm Nightwing now. I don't want to go backwards. You don't want to go back to an old job. You know what I mean? Um <laughs> I really left it on quite bad terms. So Dick's like, I don't want to get involved. Um, but Tim's like, he needs a Robin. Like he really, really needs one. Um, and so he comes into the, to the cave and because Dick Grayson's so impressed that this 13-year-old, I think at this point, has just found out all their information. He's known since nine and he's never told anyone. And it's just between him and he's just, he just is such a big fan that that's all he wants to do. And so he, Dick Grayson brings him down to the cave and is just like, okay, why don't you become the new Robin? And Tim's like, me? I, I can't be the Robin. And what happens then is Batman and Nightwing, they go to fight Two-Face or whatever in the story. They get captured. They get trapped. You can see where this is going. Tim dons the Robin costume and Alfred really helps him out with this. And he actually turns up and manages to rescue them. And impressed, Batman accepted Tim as the new Robin on a trial basis. Um, And what's really interesting about Tim Drake, and they changed this in the New 52... Is that he has no physical attributes whatsoever really in terms of athleticism. He's not an athlete. So if Dick Grayson is the perfect athlete. He's the perfect just fighter. Just in terms of flips. Jason Todd he's a brawler. He's all strength. He's just going to go through people. Tim Drake has none of those talents. He can't fight. He's never good in sports. He never did anything like that. But he's the smartest. And so Batman's like I can train you to fight. But I can't, obviously, it's better if you start off just as a pure detective. And that's what makes him stand out. Um, And so, yeah, he has no physical abilities in terms of fighting. And this is seen, actually, as Tim trains for several months. First with Alfred. He only trains with Alfred at the start. Then he moves up to Batman. And then he moves finally, when when Batman's like, okay, after several months more, you're finally starting to get this. He moves on to Nightwing. And Nightwing is the last one, which I just think is nice that Nightwing is the last with the trade. You would think Batman would be the last with the trade, Robin. But Robin, Batman's like, look, Nightwing, you know more about this than I do. You're the you're the you're the main boss where we're training this kid, um, and so they trained him. And the first thing Batman tells them is that if they ever see a known killer, because of course Batman's still a bit iffy on the whole Robin thing, if they ever see a known killer, no matter how good a, you think you are at fighting. His job is to run away and go get help. Um, That's like, say if it's the Joker. Like, I'm assuming it's mostly just to do with the Joker, but like, if there's any known killers, if you see that him, we're under stress, go get help. Go get Nightwing. Because I don't want another Robin dying. Which is actually a very emotionally intelligent and mature option by Batman. You don't often see it. You really don't often see it now. Mostly he's just like, let's send the kids to death. But, but um, he, he's like, no, we, you go go away um, if something like that happens. And he, obviously, he's completely unique from the previous two. Um, what actually happens in between this is uh, his mother is killed by a criminal. Uh, the Obeah man poisons her and his father is left paralyzed. So this kind of starts, the Tim Drake, um, his parents start slowly dying off. Um, which the other two, Nightwing and Batman, they had that solved immediately. Tim is different because he comes in with two parents completely alive and they have to figure out a way to get rid of them throughout the story. Um, so yeah, he starts as Robin and he's like, he's basically new by wonder that everybody loves him. He, he's still not confident though. He, he doesn't believe in himself. And so t- Bruce sends him overseas on a tour uh, to Paris. And while he's over there, He runs into um, some tugs that were working for King Snake. And King Snake is being followed by a lady called Lady Shiva. Who we have covered in Hero Zero. Uh, But Lady Shiva, to put it bluntly, is the best fighter in DC. Lady Shiva has trained Batman. She's trained everyone. And she's... If you can beat Lady Shiva, you're just, like, amazing. Because she she is considered the best fighter. Just hand-to-hand. And so he heads over there, Lady Shiva is training him, so you can see where that, like, improves him immediately, and they fall out, but what's actually really interesting about his training with Lady Shiva in Paris, is that um, she also offers to teach him how to use only one weapon of his choice, Tim chose the bo staff, because it was the least deadliest weapon that she owned, but also gave him his iconic bo staff look, which is just, I mean, it's, just cool. <laughs> like it's just a cool weapon to have as a robin. So yeah. Tim has the bow staff that he uses. Um and that was trained by Lady Shiva. They kind of fall out at one stage where the villain is like hanging on or is they defeat the villain and Lady Shiva's like, okay, kill him. And Tim is like, I'm not gonna kill him. And then they fall out because of course Lady Shiva's like, Well, why don't we just kill everyone? That'll just solve it. And Tim is, I mean, he's betrayed by Batman, so he's like, we're not going to kill anyone. Why don't, we, why don't we not do that? Um, but, yeah. And so when Tim starts as Robin, everything's going well. I mean, Bruce is Batman. He's Robin. It's fucking fantastic. A great story about Tim is the story of Nightfall. Um, and I feel like we've kind of covered it a little bit. It's when Bane releases all of the Arkham Asylum inmates... And one by one, Batman and Robin have to kind of go around trying to put them all back in to jail. And the idea is that Bane is going to wait until Bruce is just out of energy. He's just ruined after five days of not sleeping, just constantly staying up, capturing the next criminal, moves on to the next one, captures that criminal, moves on to the next one. So Tim and um, Bruce are... Basically working triple overtime at the minute, just putting away all these take all these criminals, and within this, Bane breaks out of Arkham Asylum as he was what to do, and Bane is just waiting. He's just waiting until they're exhausted, and in Batman's climatic battle, uh, finally confronting Bane, Robin and Azrael, um, they Azrael now will come in Job Hall Valley, who is another. He's like um. He's another sidekick that Batman took on amongst this time. Because obviously Batman, he's running on fumes. And him and Robin can't do it all. So Adriel is like this amazing fighter that's going around Gotham. And he seems nice. So Bruce is like, you're now my other new sidekick. So now he has Robin and Adriel as his two sidekicks. That he's training at the same time. And they're just helping him put away all these criminals. Robin and Adriel are summoned to aid in the fight against Bane. But they arrive too late. And when they get to Batman's location, Bane has broken his spine, which I feel like means that he won. If we're going to go by levels, you kick him in the shin, maybe one point. Spine break, it's like catching the snitch quit it, surely. It's like, is that like just a winning of the game? So Batman, I think medically, now I'm no doctor, but I would say he's fucked, um, if I wanted to put a medical term on it. So, obviously, Batman's out of the equation, Bane's broken his spine, you've still got Tim and Azrael. And Bruce recovers from his consciousness and is just like, Asriel needs to become Batman. And you need to look after him as Robin because Gotham is in need of Batman. And Tim's like, that's a great idea. Jean-Paul Valley. he he's been nothing but sound. He's been up. He's been absolutely great ever since I started to know him. So Tim's like, that's a great idea, boss. I'll I'll trade him in. So Adriel starts as Batman and... Very quickly, Tim notices that Job paul is losing his mind, um, as the responsibility and power goes to his head. Um, they, like, there's moments where, I mean, Azrael is just beating the absolute shit out of criminals, but he just never stops. Um, Tim tries to reason with him multiple times, but Job paul is just like, look, you're just a kid fuck off, and so he gets, he gets rid of, um, Tim, and he's like, I don't need to work with you, I'm Batman, don't talk to me, um, and so, Jamal actually defeats Bane, which is a pretty cool idea that Azrael just, he's the only one that can do it at the moment, obviously Bruce, still on the couch, Tim has been forced out, Azrael actually defeats Bane, um, he spares Bane's life, which is, like, A moment of, oh, maybe he's back. But then very quickly, uh, Job Hall's like, I don't want you as my Robin. I don't want the sidekick. And he blocks every entrance to the Batcave, basically telling Tim, fuck off. I don't need you. Um, And then when Tim does sneak in, sneaks in through through one of an an entrance that Azrael doesn't know about, um, Azrael proceeds to kick the ever-living shit out of him to the point of nearly death. He beats up this boy. And I think, I think Tim at this point is maybe 14, 14, 15, and Azrael trained killer. So he's just beating the shit out of the kid. Um, so, they, obviously, not great. So Tim gets out of there, and uh, he gets out there there, he's like, he goes to tell Nightwing, he's like, this is, this is messed up. And while this is happening, he also runs into uh, the daughter of a very small criminal, known as Clue Master. Um, whose daughter is Stephanie Brown, who I will cover on a Hero Zero with Sean, but Stephanie Brown is... She is spoiler in Gotham, but she's also one of the... She's also been, I think, the third Batgirl? Maybe the fourth Batgirl. Um, but yeah, she's part of the Bat family and all that stuff. But Stephanie Brown and Tim Drake are normally, like, a one-two punch in comic books. They're normally in a romantic relationship. They, they would be the same to me as, like, Barbara Gordon, Dick Grayson. Like, it's just, like it's just a couple you think of, um. so to me, so he meets Stephanie Brown, and this is kind of like what starts his like own storylines in his own comic book, because obviously like if you're 15 or 16, you want to read about Robin who's going around solving crimes, and he's got like a romantic love interest, so that's why they brought out that comic book issue, to, for like people in their teens and stuff, and that was big at the time. Um, at the same time though Adriel's still going around there's also a moment where uh, Abattoir I think is the name of the villain he's hanging off a rooftop and Tim's like trying to get there to like help him and Adriel just lets him fall to his death <laughs> it's just like it, I think it, uh, it's a molten metal or something I think he falls into like a vat like a vat of molten metal um, so it's one of those where Tim's like you could have saved him oh, I, oh, I tried my best lad Honestly, um he slipped. He like, I I really tr- he really ran quick but like really in like slow motion like oh, I'm coming not just hang on for another 10 minutes. I'll get there. Um so this at this point Tim informs Bruce uh, as well cuz Bruce obviously has been out of the equation, hasn't been even around, so he doesn't know any of this and he tells them all about Jean Paul's actions and the bastardization of the mantle basically is what they describe it as. And Bruce vows to fight Jean-Paul for the mantle of the bat after an intensive training and a process to heal his broken back. So Bruce goes off to train with Lady Shiva to heal his broken back. Um, And at the same time, Robin and Nightwing are asked to basically just look after him. Just like keep an eye on him, make sure he doesn't do anything fucking mad. Um, Bruce then comes back and him and Jean-Paul have a fight. And he actually wins and he takes back the mantle and the dynamic duo are back. But it's a really great storyline that shows like Tim, like Bruce has taken out a picture and Tim is the one that we have to trust because Azrael is not trustworthy as Batman. So we just have to rely on Tim as like the, the center of good or just like the conscious um, in, in the comic book. Which is, I just really like. Um, there's also a small moment where Dick Grayson takes over as Batman here. Uh, for, uh, and Tim is actually his Robin. And they're like a really perfect duo. But uh, that doesn't last very long. Batman is like, yeah, my spine's grand now. I'm coming back. I'm making my grand return. Um, so yeah. Another story that I like is Tim in No Man's Land. Uh, his whole family move out. His dad hates the fact that he's never home... And he doesn't understand... His dad doesn't know... That uh, Tim is Robin... So... His father moves him over to the Flash's city... And is like... You're not going back to Gotham... And then... No Man's Land happens... um, The comic storyline... No Man's Land... Where basically... The whole city is just being attacked from everywhere... It's just considered a No Man's Land by the government... It's just left to its own devices... And... Obviously, Tim is, like, he sneaks back out to get back to the city. And then while he's there, his father rings him. And he has to pretend that he's been, like, trapped in Gotham accidentally. And he, I think Jack Drake, who's his dad, he rings, like, the government. And they get a plane and they get, like, <laughs> Tim out. But Tim has to pretend like he's just a child. Even though he's been running around as Robin for, like, two weeks trying to fight all the criminals in Gotham. Um, Tim is also very big in Young Justice. Which is pretty cool. Um, he's one of the, form- the founding members of Young Justice in the comic books. And he's also, he's also the leader of the Young Justice. Um, for a short period. There's all- that also happened co- coincided with uh, the storyline Doom. When Batman reveals that he has like, plans to take out and kill all the Justice League members at any given moment. So you can see why then the Young Justice team are kind of looking at Robin and God. This motherfucker also has plans to kill me at certain times. If his his dad also has plans to kill my dad. So they they kick him out of a group because they just tell him that they just don't trust him. Tim's very mad because he wouldn't do anything like that. Because Bruce, once again, not as nice as Tim. Tim has Bruce's brains, but he has like dicks, like sensitivity or like thoughts for other people. Which is really important, he's like a perfect mix of the two. Um, and when he comes back, they actually form the Teen Titans, and he joins up with them. So, it's one of those just small stories that I'm like, he gets blamed, basically, for Batman being a psychopath. But it's it's not really his fault. Um, and what rudes his life around this time is also the fact that his father finds out that he's Robin. Um, he he comes home with a black eye, and so Tim's father sw- sneaks into his bedroom and finds the Robin suit, and he finds all that stuff, and he finally figures it out. And Jack Drake, he ain't too happy, and so he's like, "You gotta quit. You're gonna quit as Robin." And so Tim has to quit because his dad is like, "You're not allowed leave." This puts a strain on his relationship with Stephanie Brown, who they they're all together in the hobby books mostly. Um because she, in Tim's absence, volunteers to be the next Robin, so his girlfriend has now basically just taken his job um Bruce accepts her because he's he's been with her before, and he's like, "'Oh, she's pretty good, and Tim vouches for her as well, and they worked really well together, so maybe like she could be a good Robin she's immediately fired, because she doesn't follow orders, <laughs> which, I mean, very Bruce-like, Um, he's like, don't, follow, don't disobey orders, she's like, okay, cool, she does whatever she wants, then he fires her, um, but, but Tim is just living a normal life at this point, that he's just, he, he's just absolutely fine, he's just uh, trying to go back to school, and it's one of those where he like, sees all the stuff on TV, and you have that l- moments where he's just like, oh, I wish I was back, and what actually brings him back is there's a massive gang war that kicks off called War Games in um, in Batman. And the city is basically just plunged into a whole gang war where Tim's dad is like, you don't leave the house. But you can understand where once all the gangs are taking over all the streets, he's like, I gotta go back because, I mean, the city needs me because Bruce is running on fumes again and Dick's... Dick Grayson, Nightwing is there, Bruce is there but and they have Batgirl but they, there's like three of them so even I can offer a little bit of help. So that kind of brings him back into the fold, and that's actually how he becomes Robin again and he comes back. Within this story though um, it's actually revealed that Stephanie dies um, in this storyline so he comes back with Robin, he gets his dream back that he just wants to be Robin and then his girlfriend passes away and it's it's really heartbreaking. Now between you and me, this is a debt in comic book, so you can understand what's gonna happen probably in about five to six years when they need a comic book cover. Are we all we're all fairly agreed on what's about to occur. But at this point, very emotional time for old Tim because I mean girlfriend dead, he gets his job back, but the city's now just in ruins, and so he's just like, Okay, I'm just gonna try and be the best Robin I can be. And um, there's a really small story along this, uh, where there's like he encounters his future self, I think, um, like in a possible timeline, and him is actually Batman, but he's like brutally paroling the streets, murdering all of Bruce's former rogues gallery with the handgun that killed Thomas and Martha Wade, which is proper edgy fuck Batman stuff, like that is that is edgelord stuff but i just like that i i think that's the idea of his future self if everything goes wrong that's what tim can become and to me i've never really seen him as growing up to be like that but tim also has that in him he can kind of he has anger in him but he also will be like he realizes that um not as much as jason todd or anything and so speaking of jason todd um, a storyline happens where, of course, Captain Boomerang just got very quickly. Captain Boomerang kills Jack Drake. Are we all clear? We all seen that coming. I mean, he actually lasted a lot longer than I felt he should, but he he eventually was killed off. Um, Bruce offers to adopt Tim, and this is a really small thing, but I, Tim actually turns him down on the option at on the adoption at the start, and he falsifies records to create an uncle who would become his legal guardian. And he then moved to his Uncle Eddie's house in Bloodhaven. Um, Batman eventually tracks him down and is just like, there's no uncle, is there? And he's like, "No, nah, I lied. Um, and instead of getting mad, Bruce then says, I'm going to teach you how to cover your tracks completely so you don't get caught. So I think Bruce realizes, like Bruce has spent time with this kid. He realizes this, this kid is as smart as me. He just needs to be trained. Um, he could actually become smarter than me, which he's actually mentioned in the comic books before. Like, he's a proper detective. Like, he's probably the second best detective on Earth behind Bruce. And so, he just, he's just obviously 16. So, he needs to be trained in certain aspects. Um, and yeah, so as mentioned, Jason Todd comes back and he's obviously not that happy with, you know, Tim taking over as as Robin. So, they have a fight and... Uh, Jason goes to Titan Towers... Kicks the shit out of all of them... And he basically just wants to fight Tim... Just to find out who's better... Um, And although Tim... He basically fights him to the point of near death... Because it's in the middle of the night... Jason demands to know if he still believed himself to be as good as people say... To which Tim replied with a defiant... Yes... Before Todd knocked him unconscious... Um, Jason spares his life... And he kind of shows a grudging sort of respect for Tim after this. Like, he's kind of like, would I have been a better Robin if I had friends? Like that. But it's one of those where Jason respects him more. He's like, he just didn't give up. He was just going to keep fighting. Even though he's not as good a fighter as Jason, he's just going to keep fighting. Um, his fr- he's also very good friends with Superboy in the comic books. And Superboy actually dies in a storyline. And that's when you'll actually see um, the Robin costume change in the comic books, where he goes to red and black, which is just a very slick suit. Instead of, like, red and green, it's red and black. And this is in memory of Superboy, whose colours are red and black, of course. So he changes the colours just to match his dead friend, which I just think is a nice, small little story that he does. Um, And the last story I want to cover with Tim, because I could talk about him all day, but I feel like it's weird with just me, <laughs> I'm just like rambling, um, this is like me just going, add another thing that I like about Tim, um, a story I really like about Tim Drake is that Ra's al Ghul actually shows up, um, uh, because of course Damien al Ghul shows up and got him, so that introduces Ra's, and he comes in, and Damien by the way immediately comes in and is like, I'm the new robot, and Tim's like, no you're not. And David's like, do you not know who I am? Because he's David Wade, of course. But Tim um, gets basically asked by Raish al Ghul, does he want to take over the League of Assassins? So Tim is asked um, ahead of everyone else. And that's because, I mean, Raish sees uh, Tim as like, he's basically Bruce, but he's a lot younger. And if he can get to him, then he'd have the same thing where he'd have the detective. Because we all know like Rachel al Ghul calling Batman detective. Tim has that same thing. So Raish loves that. So he's like can I get him younger. So he brings him in. And his promise is that Ra's promised in return. Basically for Tim coming to his side. He would resurrect Tim's parents with the Lazarus Pit. And all of his friends. And of course Tim refuses. Um and what happens then is there a big fight scene it happens. But afterwards there's a really great comic book battle where Tim is actually reconsidering the offer that Raish made him and he turns around and he actually agrees to it. Like he decides on it. And it's because he weighs it all up and he's like, I'm after like causing both my parents to die, I've caused lots of my friends to like say Superboy who died. His idea is that he's willing to give up his life even though it won't make him happy if it brings all those people back. And I just think that's a really great, like, character motivation for him. And he's actually about to do it. Like, he's about to walk back to Rage and say, yeah, that's a great deal, like, I want to do that. Um, and Nightwing stops him and basically has to convince him from killing himself to be like, back out of deal. And the two of them are just in tears and it's a great scene. <laughs> but it's like, it's one of those moments where you just like, the two of them have always had each other's backs from the very start, and I was like, no, you don't have to do this, um, because they are gone, and whatever comes back won't be them, I would have pit. Um, So yeah, that's just some of my favourite Tim Drake stories. Um, I'll go over to his powers and abilities. He obviously has peak human condition, peak human strength, peak human speed, um, peak human senses, martial arts, he's been trained by Lady Shiva, he was at first not the best fighter. I would say that... He still isn't the best fighter out of all them, but he reminds me more of Bruce Wayne actually in terms of he can kind of he can fluidly change between fight uh, styles. Whereas Dick Grayson is always flippy, Jason Todd is always power. I find Tim Drake can more just like fluidly change depending on who he's fighting, which is probably a better sign of a a, a better fighter. Um, he of course is investigation. He's an absolutely genius detective. Um Batman has suggested that he will one day surpass um the world's greatest detective, which I mean is him. So <laughs> I don't know if he's like talking about himself like that. He has all the computer hacking, he's got computer operations, vehicle combat, multilingual lockpicking, meditation, indomitable will. Um he has I have I didn't even talk about Raid Robin, didn't even get to that because there's whole stuff to do with that. Um but yeah, I mean Tim is... Pff, I think he's possibly the most well-rounded Robin. Maybe not. Maybe Dick is also there. But, like, you have the two of them, but Tim is probably the most, like, normal one out of all of them. I think that's why people like him, but it's also why probably people underrate him, because there's nothing spectacular. It's just a kid who's really smart and really good at fighting and just, like, a really good all-rounder. He's just, like, eights across the board instead of having a ten and then a six. Um, He... I mean, yeah, I just, I, re- I really like uh, the idea of just Tim coming in. And then also, there's actually a moment where, um, I think there's a story, D.C. East, DC East because it's deceased, whatever, um, where Tim dies. I think it's an altered universe. And Jason Todd actually writes on the gravestone, he, ri- he writes uh, the best of us, which, look, if Jason even agrees to it, who are we to admit? But, oh yeah, so are we just say anything? So, yeah, that is my report on um, Tim Drake, and I hope you all liked it. Um, if it was a bit rambly, I do apologise. Sean will be back next week. We can get back to regularly scheduled back and forth, but it's just me rambling about a character I like. Um, if you liked what you heard, you can give us a like and review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, or all that stuff. We also have the website, which is uh, hereisforhire.ie. Um, our stores up there, all of our contacts, you can support us through the Patreon up there. It's all there, and all the episodes are there as well. Um, but most importantly, just tell one human being that we exist. Just a one, please. So, I've been Cotter Lawler, and we shall see you all next week, guys. Bye!
0: If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news: Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, for all the music plus top podcasts included with your prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com/newsadfree. That’s amazon.com/newsadfree to catch up on the latest episodes, without the ads.